0: Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops, local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community, because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainor here with you. And it is Tuesday, the 22nd. Coming to you a little late, but uh, nonetheless, didn't forget about you guys. And uh, some news to start off today's podcast the Giants made it official they have placed running back Saquon Barkley on injured reserve. With the ACL, the torn ACL, Barkley will have surgery in about two to four weeks, depending on when his uh, swelling in his knee subsides. So Barkley is indeed done for the year to take his place on the roster. The Giants um, have added defensive back Ryan Lewis, who actually was um, on their practice squad. They brought him up for last week's game and he's gonna stay on the roster. Interesting move there, I think, because uh, you know, you look at the play of the Giants defensive backs and that, especially at that second cornerback spot opposite of James Bradbury. And you just wonder if Corey Ballantyne, who has been the starter at that spot, is going to start to really fade out of the picture. As we saw in the in the snap counts, actually from uh, week one to week two, Ballantyne, even though he was listed as a starter, really saw his snaps reduce significantly. So I think it's, you know, a case of where he's going to eventually become a, a role player as opposed to a starter. But anyway, Ryan... Um, Ryan Lewis is actually a guy who played for Patrick Graham last year. He was um, with the Miami Dolphins, had a little cup of coffee there, but got into some games. So he's familiar with the system, and it looks like he's going to to work into the rotation there. Now also worth noting regarding that second cornerback spot while we're on the topic, it looks as though uh, Logan Ryan – who you know when he initially was brought over he he had to get up to speed on the defense it looks like he's going to take more of that spot at least in the base defense but the giants have so many different personnel packages that they run back there that just kind of mix up who's back there at cornerback who moves into the slot who moves at safety and so forth that I think you're just going to see a mixture of a bunch of things. Uh, a couple of other quick notes. The Giants made a practice squad move on uh, on today, Tuesday. Uh, they swapped out Tyler Haycraft. Now, Haycraft, remember, was the offensive lineman who was training at center. Um, he was an undrafted free agent out of Louisville, uh, was training at center. And uh, looked actually, you know impressive during the summer. It, he was a guy that I thought maybe the Giants would hold on to and continue to develop. The Giants wow. have released him from the practice squad, and they added another linebacker by the name of Jermaine Grace, who is six um, foot one, two hundred twenty three pounds played his college ball in at Miami, Florida uh, was signed as an undrafted free agent by Atlanta in 2017 and has bounced around the, the league a little bit was most recently with the Cleveland Browns this summer until July 30th. So he is with the giants now and you know, you just wonder because you look at the inside linebackers on the team, and other than really for Blake Martinez, who has been an absolute tackling machine, you wonder if perhaps you know the Giants are looking to really beef up that position at inside linebackers. So uh, again, they made that decision. Now, one other roster note that I'm going to mention before we take a break and then get into segment two of the show is... The Giants brought up Sean Chandler two weeks in a row from the practice squad for special teams purposes. And Chandler currently is in the top four of special teams performance for the Giants. Now, the next time they bring him up, if they choose to bring him up, that is, in order to put him back on the practice squad, they will have to pass him through waivers, which is a risky proposition. You know, under the current rule, a team can bring up any player from the practice squad a maximum of two times without having to expose them to waivers. All right. So the next time the Giants bring Sean Chandler up, they're going to have to take that risk there. And, uh, you know, especially if they want to, you know, pass him back down to the to the practice squad, just something to keep an eye on. And the reason why I say that is, is you know, the Giants might be making a move to, to shore up that defensive backfield, which has probably, you know, continues to be the weak link of the defense, I would say. Just, you know, they're, they're getting better, but they're not quite where they need to be. One last uh, piece of roster inf- roster news, excuse me. Uh, Devonta Freeman, the running back, is indeed scheduled to sign with the Giants. I believe that deal is going to get done probably by Wednesday. I think he had to take a physical on Tuesday and, and uh, after, you know, passing all the um, COVID tests and whatnot. And the Giants will need to create a roster spot for him. My guess is that receiver Sterling Shepard will be sent to injured reserve. And the reason why I say Sterling Shepard is because Shepard is reportedly dealing with turf toe, which is a painful injury, which can be a multi-week injury. Um, Remember, teams can put players on injured reserve, now and where they can stay for a minimum of three weeks. It used to be six weeks. This year it's only three weeks. And then they can bring them back once they are healthy. So I just think it will probably make the most sense for the Giants to move Sterling Shepherd to injured reserve. Uh, to make room for Devonta Freeman when they do indeed sign him. So that's a look at the roster transactions, the roster doings and whatnot. Well, again, the Devonta Freeman move should be official, I would say, probably by Wednesday when the Giants hit the field to prepare for uh, for their game on Sunday against the 49ers. Folks, stay with us. When we come back, we're going to talk some facts and figures. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars and trucks, it's become impossible for retail shops to stock everything in a traditional chain storefront. So the next time you need a part for your car or truck, visit rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. RockAuto.com offers scores of different auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for nearly every make and model of car out there. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Hey, Giant fans. This is Patricia Traina, host of the Locked On Giants podcast. And I want to tell you about my debut book. It's called The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants, and I've sought to create a living history of the top men and moments that have made one of the NFL's charter franchises what it is today. Relive the franchise's four Super Bowls. Find out what convinced former general manager Ernie Accorsi that quarterback Eli Manning was indeed the one. Learn about the events that brought the Tisch family into the Giants' ownership lore, And so much more. This 368-page paperback book includes loads of photos and stories of some of the greatest giants in history as told in their own words. The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants, will be available starting September 8th, 2020, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever else books are sold. So pre-order your copy today. And thank you for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked On Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you, and uh, glad to have you here on this Tuesday. We are going to talk some facts and figures. Before we do, just a quick note, uh, the Giants assistant coaches spoke to the media on Tuesday. A lot of good of information there, and uh, I haven't had a chance to really go through all the audio. It was kind of weird what they did today in that they... Basically, had like three rooms going simultaneously, and it was virtually impossible to be in all three of the rooms. So I just have to kind of go through the audio, see what's worthwhile to cut up and and share with you. But I will try to do that at some point uh, this week. Um, also, this week, while while on the topic, uh, Friday is going to be our mailbag, so you know you know what to do. Uh, send your questions into. Locked on Giants podcast at gmail.com. There's also a Twitter thread on my Twitter timeline that you can respond to for questions specifically for the podcast. Um, that will be on Friday. On Thursday, Brian Peacock will join me for the crossover show. And uh, on Wednesday, um, I will have hopefully some of that audio cut up as well as new information, new audio from head coach Joe Judge and from the players. Okay, so I talked about some stats and facts. Now, every Tuesday, the NFL basically puts together its statistical packages. Uh, The Giants put together theirs, and I like to look through it. I like to see kind of where the Giants are in in the stats and and whatnot. And there were a couple things that kind of jumped out at me that I wanted to talk about in this set. The first thing that kind of popped out at me is – Daniel Jones has 43 rushing yards, which leads the team right now through two games. Those are the most by a Giants quarterback through two games since 1991, when Jeff Hostetler had 65 yards. Now, a couple things on that. Uh, those yard, That rushing total actually is without Jones having run a lot of RPOs. So I find that pretty interesting. But here's the thing about, you know, quarterbacks that lead their team in rushing and again I know Saquon is done for the year I have never really liked it when a quarterback has led his team in rushing because a you know call me old school and I probably am but the less the quarterback has to run I think the better I like it because you know it just puts them at at an unnecessary risk for all kinds of bad things to happen I would just as soon rather see, you know, one of the running backs step up and end up, you know, leading the team in rushing. And you know, it's only two weeks, mind you, but um, you know, I just don't want to see a case where Daniel Jones finishes the year as the Giants leading rusher. I think that would be a really damning statement uh against the Giants running backs as well as against the offensive line. You just don't want to see that. And speaking of the rushing game, Barkley. Has, uh, you know, has 497 career carries, um, three shy, um, which uh, would have tied him with Tiki Barber for the career record of 4.7 yard, 4.71 yards per carry. So that would have been like the career record. Um, so Barkley, three yards, uh, three carries short of 500. He, he will get them next year for sure. He'll be back next year and he'll be back stronger than ever before. And certainly looking forward to him coming back stronger. Now, what's interesting here, actually, you know, I'm going to do an audible. I said I wouldn't have audio for you until uh, later in the week. I actually am going to play a clip for you from Mark Colombo because I did manage to to listen to his audio uh, what he had to say. I got a few questions in regarding the uh, the running game and whatnot, and I want to play that for you because the Giants' running game, just getting back to that, hasn't been very um, effective. I think so. Let me play for you the clip from Mark Colombo and what he had to say about the offensive line and what they're doing in the running game. You know, it, obviously, you know, like you said, it hasn't been up to the standard. You know, we're trying to set here, but you know, again, there was an improvement from week one to week two. That's what, you know, our main goal was, you know, it's relatively young offensive line, you know, new guys playing with each other and, you know, it's going to take some time, you know, we got to do better. I I got to coach better, right. And we got to play better. And, you know, it was really encouraging to see the way these guys, you know, finish down the stretch, you know, versus Chicago. And it was, it was a good sign of of the cohesiveness and the way the unit is starting to come together. Okay. So, a couple of quick thoughts on Colombo's statement. You know, I realize you don't expect the coach to say anything bad. But, you know, quite honestly, I thought Colombo was very uh, fair with, you know, his answers. There were some questions to which he, he basically said, you know, it hasn't been acceptable. We have to do better. We need to clean up mental mistakes. I think he was, he was probably as honest as you would expect from a coach, you know, it, it wasn't a lot of, you know, uh, what's the best way to put it? It wasn't a lot of uh, criticism per se. Um, he was he was honest and he was straightforward. So with that said, here's what I see when I look at the Giants' offensive line. This is a line that uh, I don't have to tell you guys. It's been revamped and it's not final. It's not a final line. I think Cameron Fleming is a placeholder from that part, who I firmly believe we are going to see later down the line. Um, A guy that um, I I don't think uh, uh, Colombo mentioned at all. I don't think he was asked about him, but I'll talk about him here. Kevin Zeitler. Now, for the first two weeks, Zeitler just hasn't looked as uh, sharp as maybe he looked Last year, where he was, you know, consistently the Giants' best offensive lineman. And one of the things we floated over at Inside Football, which, uh, for those who don't know, that's another publication I contribute to. It is, uh, you you can find out more about it at shop.insidefootball.com, the X's and O's. But one of the ideas we floated actually is we felt that Zeitler would make a better center than Nick Gates. We, we still feel that guard is Nick Gates' best spot. And, you know, he's, of course, at center, and they're going to continue working with him there because it's too late to move him. But we still feel that, you know, what the Giants should have done is considered moving Zeitler inside to uh, center and, and putting Gates at guard and that would have, you know, maybe made that line a little bit better along the interior um, than, than it has shown so far. Now, the other thing uh, just real quick on Will Hernandez. Hernandez is a guy who is very athletic. He's, it's actually nice to see him being asked to pull, which is something I don't think he did a whole lot of um, when he first got into the league, you know, he's athletic enough to pull, but, where he has struggled mostly has been um, with some of his second level blocks where he just can't totally envelope his guys uh, and get them out of harm's way. With that said, you know, I like how the Giants have been using Hernandez more as a, a road grader there. And, um, you know, it's still early. You know, I'm going to keep saying that And the offensive line. Remember, um, this version is a complete. It it there it's gonna go undergo more changes still. Matter of fact, I, I'll I'll go so far as to predict that at some point you might even see Shane Lemieux take over at right guard for Kevin Zeitler, which I think is the what they're gonna do in the future. I would be surprised if Zeitler is on this team next year, um, um you know, unless he really, really picks it up and and you know becomes a, a Pro Bowl type of, of player. But I think, you know, the future of that right side, again, is going to be Lemieux and, and Matt Pertt. And both of them are just not ready yet. So the offensive line, you know, I know you look at them and you probably say, well, where's the improvement? You know, the, Daniel Jones is getting sacked seven times over the course of two games. The running game can't get going. Where is the the improvement? It's incremental, folks. It's baby steps. And you got to remember, with this team – Every unit is taking baby steps. It's coming along slowly. It's not going to happen overnight. And, you know, I think the, the goal of the coaches uh, has been to see incremental improvement week by week by week. So that's what we're seeing right now. And hopefully that's what we'll continue to see. All right, folks, stay tuned. We've got one more segment left here on the Locked on Giants podcast. We'll be right back. Have you tried the all new and improved Built Bar? If not, you're missing out on one of the industry's healthiest and tastiest snack treats that's loaded with protein and low on sugar. With 18 different flavors, including nut and non-nut variety, you'll enjoy healthy snacks covered in 100% chocolate that's soft and easy to chew and, most importantly, great for the health conscious. Built Bars are great for folks on the keto diet and include protein and fiber nutrients you need without the exorbitant calories. And use the code LOCKEDON at checkout to save $10 off your next purchase. Visit BuiltBar.com to check out their amazing offering of flavors and put your customized box together. And don't forget, use the code LOCKEDON at checkout to save $10 off your order. That's BuiltBar.com. Welcome back, Giants, to segment three of Locked on Giants. And uh, I want to get back to doing some statistical um, facts that have fascinated me. Uh, I'm going to try and do stats once a week. And I know, you know, stats tell part of the story. They don't always tell the entire story. But um, this next stat, I really was curious to see if the return of Golden Tate would change things up a little bit. And the stat I'm talking about is the percentage of plays in which the Giants ran 11 personnel versus the percentage they ran 12 personnel. And um, the difference, you know, just just for those of you who don't know what 11 personnel, 12 personnel is, whenever you hear a number, um, the first number represents the number of running backs on the field. The second number represents the number of tight ends on the field. So 11 personnel would be one running back, uh, one tight end, and three receivers. Receivers aren't counted in the numbers. 12 personnel would be one running back, two tight ends, and two receivers. So um, I went back and I looked at week one versus week two. And I was curious to see if the Giants would run more 11 personnel, three wide receivers, with the addition of uh, Golden Tate having come back. Now, again, let's let's factor into the equation here that Sterling Shepard missed uh, an entire half of uh, football. Still, with that said, according to sharp football statistics, the Giants in week one ran 11 personnel on 53 percent of their offensive plays and 54 percent in week two. So really not a big difference there. In terms of you know the return of Golden Tate or the or the absence of Sterling Shepard, it was about the same. Now, as for 12 personnel, which is two tight end set, I was curious to see if the Giants maybe would run uh, a little, you know, some a fewer uh, amount of 12 personnel week one to week two, especially given how badly the Giants tight ends blocked in the running game in week one. So week one, they ran uh, 12 personnel 11% of the time, and they ran uh, 12 personnel 18% of the time in week two. Now, one other um, package I want to talk about, and this is specific to the running game, is 13 personnel. So one running back, three tight ends. Week one, the Giants activated all four of their tight ends. They did not do so in week two. So in week one, for rushing plays, they ran 13 personnel. Again, one running back, three tight ends. 55% of their running plays in week two, that number significantly dropped down to 33%. And guess what, folks? They had a little better success running the ball in week two than they did in week one. Now, let's give credit where it's due. The Steelers' defensive front is very, very difficult to run against. They are very good. The Bears have a good defensive front as well, probably not quite in the same category as the Steelers. So that could have something to do with it as well. So I'm going to be curious to see what the Giants do because um, the tight ends were supposed to be a strength of the unit of the offensive unit. And we really haven't seen it that much. I think just yet, Evan Ingram played a little bit better than he did in week one, still had a couple of sloppy um, instances where he could have done better, but um, looks like he, Kind of had a little bit of a bounce back game, just really needs that breakout game to to step up and really show that he's capable of of you know delivering the goods. And here's what's interesting about Ingram. He always seems to come up and step up whenever there is a major injury to another skill player. So if you go back a couple of years ago when Odell Beckham Jr was lost for the season with his ankle injury. That's when Ingram really stepped up. You go back to last year um, when uh, Sterling Shepard was out and Golden Tate was out, Ingram again became the focal point and really produced and, in fact, looked like he was going to have a breakout season until a foot injury uh, sidelined him. So this year, obviously, you have Barkley out, um, like I said, I think you're going to have Shepherd miss a few games, so I'm going to be really interested to see whether or not Evan Ingram steps up and really produces, kind of picks up that slack there for the for the offense uh, uh, in terms of production and whatnot. Um, one final, uh, actually, a couple final things on the defensive side of the ball. I don't want to, you know, leave them out in this statistical review. The Giants defense currently ranks fourth in the league uh, by allowing 326.5 yards a game. And they are second, believe it or not, in pass defense, giving up 188.5 yards per game. Now, that second stat there, I think is a little misleading because I don't believe teams have tested the Giants deep like they did, you know, last year a lot. So, but still, you know, look, Baby steps. That's what it's all about with this team, taking baby steps towards progress. And I think you have to take any little shred of of uh, progress and, and build on that. Um, another thing with the uh, Giants defense and individual uh, performance, Blake Martinez has at least 21 tackles through the first two weeks. He's one of 11 players with that total. So he is actually on pace now, to To have another 100-tackle season. And one thing I have always said to you guys, I know uh, when I talk about linebackers and tackles, not all tackles are the same. So, you know, if a linebacker records 11 tackles and 10 of them are made seven or more yards down the field, that's not really, you know, anything to write home about. Martinez, on the other hand, most of his tackles have come within the line, you know, like five yards of the line of scrimmage. That's what you want to see, and that's what he's been able to deliver. He's really been able to to be um, that attacking linebacker that he really wasn't a lot of last year in Green Bay. So nice to see that come along as well. All right, Giant fans, that'll do it for this edition of Locked On Giants. Really appreciate you tuning in, and uh, we'll be back again tomorrow with an all new show. Hope to see you then. And uh, until then, have a good one.